This is the Horse Talk Show Podcast with Louisa Barton. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to our live stream sponsor, Larson's Farms. This morning, I'm your host, Louisa Barton, co-hosting with me today. I have Karen Rolfe from Dressage Naturally. It's been a real pleasure to have her here. And we now have a special guest. We have Sam Van Fleet here with us this morning, and we're going to talk a little bit about making a Mustang. Sam has a very interesting biography. She began volunteering at a draft horse rescue in Massachusetts and has been training and working with horses ever since. In 2014, she competed in her first youth Mustang makeover, hosted by the Mustang Heritage Foundation, and she has now done makeovers every year. She travels, performs Liberty, which I love, and tricks with her horses both Mustangs and PMU foals. That's a whole nother segment. We'll have to talk about all of that because that's uh, something I would love to cover. So we will definitely get to that at another point. Uh, in the hopes to show people the capabilities of these American legends and rescue horses, she now lives here in Florida at Prosperity Farms, working with warm bloods and saving PMU foals and Mustangs. She's always looking for a better way to communicate with horses and bring out and draw their uh, attention and get a connection with them. She starts training mostly at Liberty and you can actually find her at Van Fleet Mustangs if you would like to follow her. Morning Sam. Good morning. Thank you so much for being with us <laughs> this morning. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Talk to us a little bit about um, making a Mustang. So the events I do are put on by the Mustang Heritage Foundation and they're mainly extreme Mustang makeovers but they also have tip challenges. So. I'm in the adult division, so the makeovers are all riding and then the tip challenges are in hand. And it's really just to promote the adoption and the trainability of these Mustangs because they're kind of, not many people really know about them and they're, they're wanting to go for the fancy, more expensive horses when these horses that you can adopt for $125 can do equally just as much and I think they put more of their part into it. So it's. I think it's a great program that the Mustang Heritage Foundation puts on so that we can get more Mustangs out of holding. Amazing. Yeah. Now talk to us about some of the challenges of training a Mustang when you first get one. So they're all, just like every horse in general, the Mustangs are all super different from one another. Um, I've had some that come around super quick. They want to be your friend right away. They come up to you and like are interested and then there's others that completely shut you out. So the hardest part is really gaining their trust because for years they've just been in the wild or in holding facilities with no human interaction and they don't, they don't think they need humans. And we're showing them that it's an easier life, like we're gonna provide you food, you don't even have to like hunt for it or anything, like you don't have to go find. You're not in the wild anymore. No. <laughs> so it's really just gaining their trust and getting that partnership but then once you get that partnership with a Mustang it's it's stronger than any other breed of horse that I've met really yeah they they give you like their entire heart now talk about preparing like for the makeover so the makeovers have three prelim classes um, handling and conditioning which is all on the ground basic requirements like picking up hooves haltering the horse catching the horse and then there's a trail class, like opening gates, walking over bridges, ground poles, and then maneuvers, which is pretty much like on the rail riding class, um, just showing all the gates, walk track, canter, halt, back, stuff like that. 
And then once you make it past those, depending on your scoring, you'll make the top 10, and then you prepare for almost like a, a reigning class, I guess, um, some sort of a reigning pattern. And then the freestyle, which is the fun part everyone loves. You get to design it, put it to music. Um, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's where like the Liberty stuff will come in, and you kind of you can show what you've done with your horse aside from the basic prelim classes. Um, it's just there's a lot of preparing. You, you put a lot of time in, and all the trainers that do the makeovers, they're not in it to make money. They're in it for the horses to help get them out of holding and get them into forever homes and get them to trust. And so preparing for it is, I mean, sometimes I'll work them like four times a day. And sometimes it's just sitting in the pen with them, like letting them hang out with you. It's not intense work. It's not crazy. Like less is more with these guys. It's letting them relax and connect with you. Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing. Getting that relationship and that bond. Yeah, so I looked important. at your website and it just it's, it's beautiful. Thank it's you. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful website, but really, um, you know what you just said. You're not in it for the money. That really yeah. comes through in the language yeah. and the pictures. And I love the stories of of each individual. Yeah, you did that. So it's really beautiful. Yeah, in the way you've I've what you're doing. I've been able to get about ten mustangs out of holding, which. Wow. Since, since I was 15, and um, it's hard because I, I can't make a living off them. I mean, I'm just, I'm doing it on my own. I'm not from a horse family. I'm You're learning. Not. No, I, I started with horses when and I she's was 12. So young. And doing this. Yeah, I'm <laughs> not, <laughs> thank you. I'm not from a horse family. Like, I'm the only one. And I, I found this great farm in uh, Florida less than a year ago, and she's, given me a job there and she's helped me out like a lot with being able to train and continue my passion for Mustangs but I have to train other horses too that way I can like survive and, yeah, so and do the Mustangs living, right? yeah, yes. and help the Mustangs out of holding. Um, yeah. So are there a lot of Mustangs in holding? There are about 45,000 in holding wow. and there's about 72,000 on the range and that number needs to come down. There's not enough like there's herds that don't have enough food and water out there still so it's there's still like gatherings going on and uh yeah so there's about 44,000 currently in holding which is crazy <laughs> that's a lot of horses yeah and they just have what what happens they're just there being looked after they're they're well taken care of in holding by mm -hmm. the BLM but they're sitting there and it comes to a point where you can adopt them and they come with a year contract that protects them where say it, an adopter gets one and it's like three months and they're like, I can't do this anymore. The mm -hmm. horse can go back to holding. It's safe, it'll be fed there. Um, but after say three times the horse has had a chance to be adopted and no one adopts the horse, they don't get that contract. So essentially, worst case scenario, someone gets the horse, ends up in a bad situation somehow, the horse goes to slaughter. But they try to protect them as much as they can, but because of how many there are now, they're getting more lenient on taking away that year contract. So it's kind of, I never like to say that I'm like rescuing them from holding because they're well taken care of there. They're not being starved in holding, but if it gets to the point where they have three strikes and they end up in that situation, you, you kind of are rescuing them, especially when there's that many at risk. And have you had any that were really super challenging to you? 
Yeah, so more than others. Some of them can actually get aggressive, usually in a defensive way for themselves, not in a they're out to like really hurt you, but they're they're insecure and right. You have to give that to them. They they have total reason to be like that. So sometimes that's kind of hard to work through. Um, I haven't had a super scared one. They all sometimes they have things like like a rope dragging. One of them will never get over that, but will be okay with everything else. They're they're strange like that. But if you find the Mustang like kind of made for you, then they'll they'll do everything. What do you think has given you such a passion for Mustang? You don't you said you don't come from a horse background. No. So <laughs> I actually got into it by someone sharing a Facebook post to my wall saying, You should do this like as a joke and <laughs> I ended up doing it and I've done it every year because it's just it's a great experience and it makes me better as a trainer because they're all different and I I like being able to help the horses and give them homes and chances to succeed. I mean they can go on to do everything. They they do trick riding, they Liberty is pretty popular with Mustangs, that's what I do. I love watching Liberty. <laughs> yeah, they do. So trick riding, Liberty, eventing, like they barrel race, they like anything you can think of. They're the most versatile breed. Like they're just if I can get them out of holding and into homes where they're gonna succeed, then that's that just means the world to me. Yeah, you're really giving them giving them a chance of yeah. having a good life and I love you know, you say they can do um, what so many other horses can do you know I don't think we need to for the average all-round horse you know yeah. we probably don't need to be breeding them yeah. there's some sitting right there yeah um, so and that's like that's a, a tricky conversation because I, I actually work at a warm blood breeding facility <laughs> and here I am trying to, trying to rescue the Mustang so I get questions I get questions on that but I do I do believe in a point of preserving like yeah. good qualities mm -hmm. so like specifically the farm that I'm at I, I absolutely love the owner and the breeder there she breeds the absolute best quality and it's not like a crazy amount she's not just like oh I have this horse I'm just gonna breed to this stallion try to sell it it's, and, yeah. it's very high quality but so I, I do believe that there should be yeah. there should be good qualities kept in there but at the same time like Mustangs they can they can do everything yeah. I it's think just, there's definitely a need for the sport specific yes. specialized breeding yeah um, and then but for the you know for an average horse owner who wants a good all-around oh, partner yeah. we, so we many of them overmount themselves yes. or you know yeah. we had one years back um, her name was Tallulah she was absolutely beautiful bugs came with the lovely you know black stripes mm -hmm. she was gorgeous and she was the best trail horse she was so solid and good yeah. and quiet and she could mm -hmm. do anything and she enjoyed going for a trail ride she was a great horse so i, I know there's a lot of other things you yeah. can do with yeah. them but they are they're very smart and once you get them to communicate with you they're very willing yes and and they're fabulous it's a mm -hmm. fabulous breed i would love to see more of them in you know different mm -hmm. I, I love the mustang makeover because i think it's yeah. just it's exciting um before we finish this segment tell us just a little bit about the pmu foals so some people who are listening might not actually even know what that is yeah that's that was my mission even before mustangs my first horse was a pmu foal that i adopted from the rescue i was volunteering at um pmu stands for pregnant mary Erin, and it's used for the drug premarin and there's a few other drugs out now too uh Duav is one, and then there's like Prem Pro and Prem Phase. Um, 
And what they basically do is they breed these mares and then put them in tiny stalls or chutes and have them hooked up to either like rubber or metal collectors to collect their urine. And then that gets turned into the medication that women are taking that are women that are going through menopause. Um, and the foals are the byproduct. So they get sent for slaughter. So when I, I rescue them, you can't, you can't just like go up and sneak in and steal the foals. <laughs> so, so I'm pretty much, I'm, I'm paying the meat price and the shipping to get them down here because they're in Manitoba, Canada, that, at least the farm that I previously have rescued from. Um, wow, yeah, that's quite an undertaking as well. So it's, those guys are pretty much, they're similar to, I think, nurse mare foals. They're mm -hmm. like born to die. Pretty much. It's very sad, isn't mm -hmm. it? Yeah. And like those guys, I mean, my girl, I started showing on the A circuit jumpers with her and we were winning everything. She had such wow. a talent and my two are draft crosses. Sometimes they'll breed just drafts now just because they, they produce more urine. But it's really it's just the industry is just It is. It's it's very sad. Yeah. I, personally I wouldn't even want to take anything that had pregnant mares urine in it anyway, but yeah. that's just me, what can I say? <laughs> and I think most people... I know don't. what that smells like, it doesn't come out but through your pores. You know, it's so good that you're bringing awareness, because people need to know. Yeah, yes, it is, it's very, it is a very serious problem. I think most people just don't know, that's mm -hmm. it. Like I've told, yeah, and that's why I said, can you tell people, because I'm yeah. sure the majority of people have no idea. No, and I've... I mean, I've, listen, if somebody gave me a prescription on it, it said this contains yeah. pregnant mares urine, well, I might think twice about it, taking it. Yeah, think so of primarin. <laughs> Sam, you're amazing. Well, thank and you. what you're doing is absolutely incredible. And, you know, we have a parade in February where we closed the downtown and we brought last year 31 breeds. This year we're going to try for 40. And we did not have a Mustang. Really? Wait, oh. we did have one. Yeah. yeah. We did have one Mustang, but we would love to have more Mustangs in that, that parade. Awesome. So we definitely need to talk about that. Yeah. Um, yes, I, the Stalvis did bring a Mustang, but we would like to have more. It yeah. would be wonderful to have two or three. So maybe that's something to think about. That would be, be awesome. a wonderful experience for one of your uh, one of your horses that yeah. you're in the middle of working with. So yeah. It'd be very exciting. Yeah. Sam, I want to thank you so much thank for being you. with us today. And uh, what's the top of your wish list? Of my wish list? Yeah, bucket list. Do you have something that you badly want to do? Oh gosh, um, I don't know. <laughs> Win the makeover again? <laughs> uh, no, that's another thing about the makeovers. I don't, I don't do them to win either. I, I want to create a solid horse for their future owner. But like, Perfect. I mean, it's fun. To, it's fun. A little bit of competition. But yeah, it's nice to have a little competition. I don't know, really. I don't. I kind of just live in the moment and just do whatever's happening. Well, you're doing a I love your answer, job. and I was like, oh, I, I hope know. she doesn't ask me because I know. So you just gave a great answer. <laughs> it's a good answer. Well, you two definitely need to communicate some more. That would be. Uh, I'm just so happy to see a young professional with this kind of heart and doing what I you're know. doing. Thank you. So I was just thinking, like, I'd love to give you a ticket to. I have an event that's to help support professionals. Yeah. Um, in Orlando, but anyway, I'll talk awesome. to you, but okay. I'd love to just have you there. Okay. Yeah, that, that would, would be, be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that would be awesome. Sam, I want to thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for coming in. Hi guys, this is Louisa Barton. I really hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Horse Talk Show podcast. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, and let me know what you thought. Now please go out there and share the podcast.